Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I'm your host for today's program, as well as I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And before we get into tonight's Bible study, I want to extend this personal invitation for you to join us this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, right in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And before you join us, why don't you go ahead and visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And we would love to see your face in the place this coming Sunday. Bring a family member or a friend with you and join us in Jesus' name. Tonight, you have joined us for our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. to 6.40 p.m. However, we allow the Holy Spirit to move in the time as he would. But over my shoulder, this is how it goes. Uh, for you first-timers, opening prayer, announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study, invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father God, we come tonight, Lord, just want to thank you to praise you, to glorify your holy name. You are truly, truly worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, for what you're about to do tonight, this evening, this morning, or this afternoon, or whatever time, Father, you and the Holy Spirit meet with the people of God. We place ourselves in your hands. We ask you, Father, Forgive us our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen, and praise the Lord, amen, and praise the Lord, we have a few announcements once again before we get into the word. Uh, now, Bethlehem, this holiday season, we will not be fasting and praying corporately, uh, but in your personal time, some may be uh, led to fast and pray. We want you to do that. And while you do that, we want you to uh, pray and fast. Uh, for those who are on the pastor's prayer list, I sent out uh, that prayer list yesterday in the pastor's text. I want you to be praying uh, for what's uh, we listed on the list, uh, praying for this coming uh, month sermon series, as well as we're praying uh, for the end of the month as we go into the new year, the special watch night service. It happens after prayer, so we want to pray that God will use this sermon series in December entitled. I sent out uh, this series in the pastor's text as well. It's entitled The Unlikely Series, The Unlikely Series, and in the month 
of December, we're going to be looking at the Christmas story and how God used unlikely people to manifest the greatest love story of all. And this month, we're going to be standing on John 3.16. And again, we're going to end the month in fellowship with our sister church, Ecclesia, and the New Year's Eve service. Uh, so I want you to go ahead and make plans uh, to be there. First Corinthians chapter, uh, First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-five to twenty-six says that we are all unlikely. None of us are noble. None of us uh, have great character or nobility. And God uses the unlikely people just like you. So we want you to be a part of the unlikely story. We want you to tell this unlikely story throughout the month of December. And then we're going to go into our New Year's Eve watch service where we're going to talk about a message, I'm bringing you back. So we're excited about what God is about to do. We need you to fast and pray uh, for all of this. Fast and pray for the people that are on the prayer list in Jesus' name. Also, lastly, on that fasting and prayer list, as we enter the month of uh, December, I want you to fast and pray uh, for a pastor's wives, minister's wives, and widows conference that we're sponsoring through a word from the Lord. And Sister Eton is going to be hosting this conference, and we're asking people from all over to become involved in this. They're going to be at the Chickasaw Retreat, and uh, we know that all this ministry happens after prayer, so we need to pray. Please be in prayer for our First Ladies, Ministers, Wives, and Widows Conference as we head into the new year. And, uh, we're calling all our prayer warriors to, win, to end strong in Jesus' name. And speaking of ending, we're going to be ending a series uh, tonight that I have entitled uh, Gratitude with an Attitude. Gratitude with an Attitude. And we're in uh, the last message in the series, and it's been a very, very fulfilling time to where we can really be grateful to God for all that he has done as we enter into our Christmas holiday, entering into the new year. Um, we as a church showed our gratitude because we, like David, uh, believe that this month that, that we would not offer a sacrifice that didn't cost us anything. And we wanna once again, thank you for giving to Angel Tree. And we had the opportunity to do that as a homework assignment for the series. And we are grateful and thankful and blessed. And some during this Christmas holiday season will be blessed because of the Bethlehem Baptist Church and all that you gave. Uh, this month, we were focusing on the sacrifice of Thanksgiving that costs. And we're in the last message in this series. And We've had uh, so many great word in this series, and you can always keep up on in uh, with the 
podcasts. I send links through the pastor's text or through Facebook. I send links up there where you can tap into the pastor's text and also our YouTube page. All of these messages are available. And this message tonight will be available after the study to which we're talking about gratitude with an attitude in creation. Gratitude with an attitude in creation. We're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, and I'll read that in your hearing. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Let me read that again. Everything God created is good. And nothing is rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. I read to you 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. May God only bless the doers of his holy and magnificent word in Jesus' name. Tonight, again, we're talking from the heading gratitude with an attitude and creation. And we're going to talk on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the consecration of creation, the consecration of celebration, and the consecration of the creed, which is the word of God. The consecration of creation, the consecration of celebration, which is thanksgiving, the consecration of the creed, which is the word of God. We want Christians to know as a result of us coming together tonight, Christians should be thankful for all that God has given to them in creation. Christians should be thankful for all that God has given them in creation. In Jesus' name. We're going to take this opportunity to look at this video and then we'll get to our study. Today's scripture reading is from 1 Timothy 4 verses 4 to 5. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. In the hustle and bustle of life, it's easy to overlook the simple yet profound truth found in 1 Timothy 4 verses 4 to 5. These verses remind us that every good thing we enjoy in life is a gift from God, and nothing is to be rejected if received with gratitude. God created this world with abundance, and His intention is for us to find joy and sustenance in the various blessings He provides. It's crucial to recognize that the goodness of these gifts comes not just from their inherent nature, but from being sanctified by the Word of God and prayer. When we approach our daily lives with a heart of thanksgiving, acknowledging God's hand in all things, we align ourselves with his purpose for these gifts. Whether it's the food on our tables, the relationships we cherish, or the opportunities before us, everything is an expression of God's grace. Take a moment today to reflect on the many gifts God has surrounded you with. Consider the people in your life, the provision you have, and the opportunities that come your way. 
As you do, remember to offer a prayer of gratitude to the one who provides all good things. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you with a heart full of gratitude. Thank you for the abundant blessings you have showered upon me. Help me to recognize and appreciate the goodness in every aspect of my life. May I approach each day with a spirit of thanksgiving, acknowledging that every good gift comes from you. As I partake in the blessings you've provided, may I do so with a heart that is sanctified by your word and a spirit of prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. You know, we like to look at the maps. Uh, during our study times, many times uh, the maps can give us context to the text. And uh, we know the writer of 1 Timothy was Paul. And Paul was thought to be up here in Mesopotamia or Macedonia, Macedonia. And um, we always like to put Jerusalem on the map. And on the map, it's right here at the bottom. And we remember that Paul was one who God used him and Timothy and Silas to spread the word. Uh, he started most of his ministry or the bulk of his ministry right here where the Christians became known, the believers became known as Christians right here in Antioch. And Paul continued to spread the work over here we know uh, Colossae, the book of Colossians, uh, Ephesians, a city. And we believe that Paul was, or not Paul, but Timothy was in Ephesians. You know, Paul wrote a letter for the Ephesians, but Paul also wrote from Macedonia to uh, the pastor, pastoral epistle to Timothy, who we believe that was in Ephesians right here while he was here. You know, Philippi, the book of Phil, uh, Philippians, uh, Thessalonica, man, I'm, I'm on my words tonight, <laughs> stumbling. Um, but, and we know Corinth, uh, that great city of Corinth, uh, and also here's Rome. Paul was always trying to make it to Rome, and um, so this is our context on the map, our context on the maps. First point, the consecration of creation. It says here that for everything God created is good. Everything that God created is good. Yeah, I was thinking about the creation over the holiday period. Because over the holiday period, uh, there are some people in our families are known to make great creations. You know, some people in our family, I remember with my mother, uh, she was known to make the strawberry cake. Uh, grandmother could make any cake. Whatever she created in the kitchen was good. 
And we know that also we have people in our families who uh, try to create some stuff and it's not that good. As a matter of fact, many people who are pissnickety and what they eat, they always wanna know who made this or who made that. And uh, they tend to stay away from the ones who uh, really can't cook, but think they can cook. Uh, because everything that they cook is not good. I'm so glad we serve a God who is a celestial chef. Um, but really, he's a celestial creator. And the Bible says that everything that he created is good. Don't you know Bethlehem and saints of God? That everything God created is good. As a matter of fact, the secondary text we're going to look at today is Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, which says, And God looked upon all that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And then it talks about there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. God looked upon at the and the of the beginning of creation as he created something out of nothing, ex nihilo is what the uh, Hebrew word we tried to explain, where God had the ability to take and to make something out of nothing. And he has been doing that. And we're going to look at that in this next coming month in the unlikely series, because he took folk who were of no nobility. He took folk who were of no reputation. He took uh, folk who were poor. He took folk uh, to places that had no reputations. As a matter of fact, we our church is named after Bethlehem. Bethlehem wasn't a great city. Uh, Bethlehem wasn't a great metropolitan, but he took uh, that which was of no account and made accounts. Hello, somebody. And that's the unlikely series for next month as we stand on because whatever God made, he looked upon it and it had been made and indeed it was very good. It was very good. And that's why we are thankful because as we look in our lives, and there are some circumstances that we may not like. Um, but as Christians, we have to see that everything that God allows is good, or better yet, if we can't call it good, we can say that God can work it together for our good because we love him and are called according to his purposes. And that's why Oh, we couldn't allow Thanksgiving, the month of Thanksgiving to go without us considering or having a, 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 a attitude of gratitude or gratitude with an attitude because God did it. Hello, somebody. We like to give God credit for the stuff that we like, for the cake and life, but, but God did. He created everything around us, everything that we're going through oh, can end up being good for us because we are called according to his purpose, to his purpose. And you are an unlikely person. I'm getting into next month's sermon series. 
but God wants to use you in this unlikely story to get him some glory. And that's what he does in our lives. And that's why we always have to be thankful in the good times and the bad times and the mad times and the sad times. We've got to be thankful to the Lord in Jesus' name. Talking about tonight, gratitude with an attitude in creation. Uh, we talked about the consecration of celebration now. Talked about the consecration of creation now, celebration. It says, for everything God created is good. And, and parenthetically, let me, let me talk to some of those who may be listening and you don't have what I call Christ's esteem. You don't have Christ's esteem because of the circumstances. Maybe uh, you never knew your mother. Maybe you never knew your father. Maybe you were uh, the dark-skinned child in a light-skinned family. Uh, uh, maybe you were the only black child growing up in a predominantly, oh, Anglo society. And, and somehow you developed low self-esteem. And, and, and I got to touch on this because we were in a society where people and women are, are, do not see themselves as good. And that's why they're changing their appearance. They don't like the nose they were born with, so they get a nose job. They don't, they don't like uh, the body that they were born with, so they get uh, manipulate their bodies to, uh, to manifest that which they think uh, men and culture likes. Uh, that's why we have so many folk who are born men but identify as women and who God gave them a pronoun, but they changed their pronoun because they don't realize that when they were born, God said uh, that you were good uh, in Jesus' name. You were good the way you were born, just the way you are. You were good, oh, with your rough hair. You were good uh, with your blackness. Uh, oh, back in the day, we used to have to say black is beautiful. Because uh, our culture told us that blackness was not good, was not beautiful, and God created blackness. God created, as a matter of fact, he created it all. He said all was good. If you're listening at the sound of my voice, because we have Anglo-Saxon women trying to manifest themselves into ebony women. We have ebony women who try to manifest themselves into Anglo-Saxon women. And it seems that uh, they, they don't know that they were good in Jesus' name. God created you just the way you are, the size that you are. Not to say that you don't have, you shouldn't eat right or exercise and be healthy, but God said that when you were born, when he created you, formed you literally in your mother's womb, God said that you were good in Jesus' name. Everything that God created is good in Jesus' name. We have an epidemic of, uh, of low self-esteem uh, in our culture that runs rampant 
Nobody is content with who God has given or made them. But God says, oh, they may not want to put you on television or in the movie, but God says, and God says that you're good and you don't have to all try to seek ways of being recognized like when women in low self-esteem uh, try to take out their clothes, wear form-fitting clothes, uh, because this is how they get their identity. No, God says that you're good, and you don't have to all put yourself out as like a prostitute. You don't have to have a fans only or a finster. Hello, somebody. God says that you're good. And you don't have to do these things to get attention. You don't have to do these things to get money. You don't have to do these things to get likes and to get views. God says, I created you good just the way that you are in Jesus' name. You're good in Jesus' name. Woo! For the consecration of creation. You were created by God. And you are beautiful in God's sight. In Jesus' name. Second point, the creation of celebration. He says, again, he says, everything God created is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. That's the power of thanksgiving. See, many of you feel rejected because you haven't received that you were born a black man or, or that you were born a, a, a white man. You, 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 you rejected yourself. You, 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 you rejected yourself because, um, because you talk with or a slur or you talk or walk with a limp. You, you, everything you have rejected. You see, the devil wants you to feel rejected. The devil wants you all to not appreciate who God created you, even though you're not created in the image of everybody else. He made you unique just the way that you are, but you want to reject his creation. Don't ever reject God's creation. See, that's why we got folk who are so mixed up nowadays uh, because they reject God's creation. And again, I don't mean to meddle really because I, I have no thrown, no stones to throw, but I do have an ax to grind. Uh, and, and that ax to grind is, is that God created you, God made you. But you want to identify with something or someone else that God didn't create in you. You have to reject the devil's feeling that you are inadequate. Uh, you need to reject the devil uh, talking in your life and making you feel, you see, I'm not just talking. I'm, I, God had to give me what I call Christ esteem. Because if God hadn't gave me Christ esteem, I would have been just like Michael Jackson. Now, Michael Jackson was born a cute little black boy. 
But by the time he died, he had so much wealth that he manipulated and changed his skin color. He he got a nose job. He he his hair. And by the time it was all over, oh, he didn't look anything the way that God created him because he rejected himself as a little black boy. Hello, somebody, and came up to be a white man. Hello, somebody. That's what happens. That's what happens. Don't reject who God called you to be. And I used to be the same way. I said, man, if I had money back in the day, oh, I would have changed my appearance if I had money back in the day. But God changed my self-esteem because I didn't have any to Christ-esteem because it came from a very difficult background, a, a very horrible background. And, and, and it tore me up in regards to my self-esteem. I didn't think I was worthy of anything. I had low self-esteem, but when I got to know Jesus, hello, somebody, Jesus changed my low self-esteem to Christ's esteem. And I'm not just telling you what I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I lived. God created you and you were good. And I believe now that I'm good. Hello, somebody. <laughs> what to say? Such good things. So not think too much of us or too low of us. Hello, somebody. So that's why I'm going to try to stay in the middle now. <laughs> Celebration. Don't reject what God has given. Receive. You are a gift that God has given you. You've got to learn to receive yourself. Woo, in Jesus' name. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. You've got to learn to receive yourself and say that, that, that I'm good because God created me that way. And, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God created me the way that I am. In Jesus' name, I'm thankful that God gave me what I have. I, and I don't reject it in Jesus' name. Another thing that kind of convicted me during this text or what I want to bring out is being able to receive because sometimes we're so prideful, we don't know how to receive. Let me say it again. Sometimes we are so prideful and God had to get me from that because there was a, a time in my life where I didn't want anybody to give me nothing. Hello, somebody. I didn't want anybody to give me anything. That was pride. That was pride. And I had to learn how to receive from God. Now, this month, we said we couldn't receive an offering. You see, the text, the, the offering, the man wanted to give David uh, his offering. But David said, hey, I'm not going to do an offering that didn't cost me something. Now, 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 and I'm not talking about that instance, but that sometimes God wants all you to receive some help. Hello, somebody. Don't reject what God wants you to receive. See, in order to overcome alcoholism, drugs, and all of that, you've got to come to the determination that you need some help. You cannot do it on your own. Receive God's help. Receive God's deliverance. Stop being so prideful. And, and, and many of you said, 
and you grew up in a generation where you said you 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 pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps and i know that's a lie because some of y'all couldn't even afford shoes hello somebody everybody needs help and some of you had shoes but couldn't afford the laces hello somebody i'm talking about those of our old school you young people by the real relate to that uh but you need to learn how to receive from God. Stop being so prideful and not being able to accept what God has given. Let me say that again. Stop being so prideful and learn how to accept the help that God wants to give you. And you know you needed help. You know you needed it, but you were too proud to accept it because you don't know how to be grateful or thankful hello somebody the right thing to do is to receive it and say thank you jesus hello somebody receive it and say thank you lord receive it most people in this life they got anywhere somebody help that's why they always say it's not what you know it's who you know which means that somebody in some places that can help you to get where you are, but you've got to be willing to be able to act, let the help, ask for help, especially poor folk have bad at this. You see, uh, rich folk know how to, oh, know how to move. Hello, somebody. The Bible tells us to be wise as serving, but innocent as a dog. You've got to learn in this life to learn to accept the help that you need especially in a time of need and just accept it and say, thank you, Jesus. There are men that are married to wives who are accountants, money managers, and, and, and they're doing the books and bouncing checks all over town. And they got a wife who has expertise in this area, but because of their pride, they won't allow their wife to help them. Hello, somebody. I know I was like, when I got first got married to Sister Etan, you know, I used to put my own clothes together and, and I didn't want her to help me. But I, I came to a point, I said, wait a minute, now I need you to make me look as good as you're looking. Hello, somebody. Help me. Hello, somebody. And I asked, and in my areas of weakness, I need help. You need help. Receive it and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, somebody. There's nothing wrong getting a little help in this life. And at times, there's nothing wrong with asking for help at this season and at this time. And you're the kind of person that folk would probably would want to help because you ain't never asked for anything. <laughs> now, it's hard to want to help somebody that's always wanting something, but you ain't never asked anybody for anything. And, and you're in a time of loss and, and you need just a little help. Hello, somebody. Ask God and allow him to use the people around you to give you the help that you need and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus and learn how to celebrate the victory. Celebrate yourself, celebrate the victories in Jesus' name. And we're running out of time, Bethlehem and Saints God, Romans 14, 16 says, he who observes a special day does it so that does it to the Lord, and he who eats does so to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. That's what it's all about. 
praising God for what he had done in creation, celebrating God for the help that he's given you. And, and, and whatever you do, give thanks to the Lord. He who abstains does so for the Lord and gives thanks to the Lord. In Jesus' name. This last point. Talking about gratitude with an attitude in creation. Gratitude with an attitude in creation. The creation of a consecration of the creed. Because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. See, we give thanks because it's consecrated by the word of God. Don't you know that all that God created, it was by his word. And I mentioned that Hebrew word, ex nihilo, a little earlier. That was his word. He created it just by saying it. He said, let there be and there was when there was no was. Whoo, that's deep. Whenever you try to uh, put God or understand God, you really can't understand God. Because how can he speak into some, how can he speak something out of nothing? How could he say something and it was when there was no was? Hello, somebody. That's the power of the God that we serve. And that's why we as Christians must learn how to stand on his word because he said it. And also we got to learn how to pray. I began today asking you to pray about the month of December as we want to end the new year out strongly. And we want to learn how God can use us like he used the unlikely people in the Christian story to give him glory in Jesus' name. I want you to pray, Bethlehem, oh, that we as a church can stand on the word of God. And if we stand on the word of God, he can begin to add disciples to our church in a time Oh, where there is no ad. Hello, somebody. Most churches are not adding. They're subtracting now. But God wants to add to the Bethlehem Baptist Church, but we've got to be consecrated by his word. we got to stand on his word, and we got to continue to pray, not just because Pastor Eton says to pray on Fridays, but to get it down in your spirit to fast and pray to do the things of God so that God can work and move in marvelous and mighty ways. He's, he's looking to speak more things into the Bethlehem Baptist Church, but are we willing to obey more things? Are we willing to accept the things that he speaks and say, thank you, Jesus, and stand on his word and be good stewards of what he's speaking into our lives in Jesus' name. He did it all by his word, church. Let me say it again. He did it all by his word. And he's still speaking today. That's why the last message in this unlikely series is a message entitled, You, the Unlikely Story. December the 31st, that last Sunday, it's about you. You are the unlikely story. 
in order for you to manifest the glory of Christ in your life, you've got to, oh, stand on his word. You got to do as the old folk used to say, trust in him. Live holy. That's standing on his word. Trust in him. Live holy. You can depend on him. Stand on his word and believe in the power of prayer. Church, God is real. If you hadn't realized it yet, he's shown us so many times, but sometimes we're like, the, the, those who are wondering what God showed them so many miracles that when it was time to step out into the promises of God, they couldn't believe, even though God had delivered them from Egypt, the greatest army on the planet, God had delivered them and, 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 and destroyed them completely, 10 plagues, opened the Red Sea, destroyed the army, leading them uh, in a cloud by day and night, manna falling from on high, but when it was time to step out into the promises of God, they couldn't consecrate his word. They couldn't live by it. That's why they had to wonder for 40 years, for 11 days journey, because they didn't consecrate the word of God in their lives and they didn't pray. Church, we've got to consecrate the word. We've got to pray. In Jesus' name, we want his power to flow in our lives. This last text, because we are out of time. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. At God's command, at his word. Don't you know the Bible is God's command, God's creed, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. There's some stuff in this new year that God wants to speak in your life and it's not visible yet, but you've got to learn how to obey the word of God so he can manifest that which is invisible in your life and make it visible in Jesus' name because God's word is still alive today. He's still breathing through his word. Don't allow Bible study to become boring. Oh, his word is real. It's breathing. It's life into us, Bethlehem. God's still commanding in 2023, and he's going to be commanding in 2024 some stuff that's invisible to you to become visible some may even manifest it before 2024 in jesus name i don't mind you coming early for me lord in jesus name manifest that which is invisible and make it visible that i might glorify you in jesus name in jesus name i'm out of time church thanks to god Tonight, we shared a message entitled uh, Gratitude with an Attitude and Creation. We want Christians to be thankful for all that God has given them in creation. And we have some decisions we want you to be able to make uh, because this is how you make his word alive. There's something that you must do after you hear the word, after you study the word. There's something that you must do. Otherwise, all you did was look at the plate, but you didn't eat the plate. That's that's what we like to do. And, and, and Thanksgiving, we didn't just look at it. It looked good, but many of us uh, ate. And many of us probably ate too much. 
Elohim. And that's what we got to do with the word. We got to respond to the word. Somebody's listening. The first decision I'm concerned about today uh, is that you accept Christ. Somebody's listening. And you don't know anything about the unlikely story we're about to go to. And I want you to stay tuned to next month's series. Um, but we're going to talk about an unlikely savior. Jesus was unlikely because of the miracles that had to happen for him to be born. He was born of a virgin and he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. We're going to see that in next month's series, which literally means he was wrapped in dead man's clothes because Jesus was born to die. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, uh, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening to me now, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want you to give your life to Christ right now by praying a simple prayer. But this prayer means that you've changed your will over from your will to God's will, and that is very complicated. Simply pray, dear Lord Jesus, Please come into my life. I believe that you are God's only son, that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my life. Take my will and give me your will. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, and you are now invisible, but God wants to make you visible to us this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We want you to show up. We've been praying for you. And if you're not near Paul's Valley or Garvin County, he wants to make you visible to another church body, another church home. He put the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and he wants to lead you to a church and you need to be open to that as he leads and guides you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. Somebody's listening and you know that you've never was baptized. You've accepted Jesus Christ. You prayed the prayer of salvation, but you didn't take the first step of obedience. Really? You didn't do the first thing that God said you needed to do. Uh, Paul probably would say, you may need to check yourself to make sure that you're in the faith and you may need to pray that prayer I just prayed and then go before your church or go to a church and join and say, I need to be baptized. There's somebody else maybe listening and you're not a member of our church, the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We want you to be a part of the body of Christ at Bethlehem Baptist Church. We want you to join the family. There's plenty of room in the family. This coming Sunday, if you're moved by this study, we want you, after I finish preaching, I want you to go ahead and come down after I preach on Sunday and say, hey, I want to be a member of the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We'll accept you into the body of Christ there. You may need prayer. You can always drop me a note in the pastor's text or maybe on Facebook and we'll put you on the prayer request. Somebody's listening. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to Christ. You can do that. 
or accept the call to preach or minister something. It's not a call to preach, it's a call to serve because you, you haven't done anything for God. You haven't used your gifts, talents, and abilities to serve God, and we want you to all be a part of the body of Christ, the body of Christ. Every member of the body has a role to play you need to determine what is it that God wants you to do right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church if you're not doing anything. Once again, we want to thank you for joining us uh, tonight in our Zoom Bible study. Or maybe you've uh, watched uh, a little later on YouTube or on Facebook or any of the social medias. You may be listening. And we want to thank you for joining us Bethlehem, as always, you know, I like to say, stay connected. Stay connected to God's person. Stay connected to God's precepts. And stay connected to God's people. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. We pray, Father, that you have spoken into the lives of those who needed to hear from you. We pray, Father, that you've revealed in folks' lives the revelation that needed to be revealed. And as we leave tonight's study, we ask you, Father, to put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. The people of God said, amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.